What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 30. Man, this one's a doozy. Can you guys fucking believe it's already episode 30? Back in June, we were at 10. A little into October now. Midway through October. Eight days away from the election. And we're at 30. And I'm super, super fucking stoked about this episode. Longtime best friend. Uh, creative mind. Incredible individual, Alex Savota. Joins the show, the creator of Enzo Magazine, Enzo Brand, Enzo Records, um, Enzo the Community. We talk a lot about the uh, creation of Enzo, where it's been, where it's going. Uh, and yeah, you get a lot of really good content. And you just hear what a normal conversation between me and Alex is like. Uh, Alex has been there for me from the beginning. Uh, he was there when I started DJing and needed a videographer. He was there for me. And... You guys should fucking be there for him. He's doing some amazing shit with Enzo. So enjoy episode 30 with Alex Savota. And here we go. fuck have you been drinking that is water mixed and also a smoothie that i made out of acai frozen acai packets uh, peanut butter and trader joe's cookie crunchy cookie butter oh the cookie butter oh see i went to trader joe's for the first time the other day actually ever Uh and i had heard about the cookie butter but then i saw the crunchy cookie butter and the crunchy cookie butter is elite so cookie butter is fine. Same way peanut butter is fine. Um, what do you mean by fine? Like I'll eat it. No, don't, I'll eat it. It's okay. great. I love it. However, there's clearly a difference in superiority and inferiority between smooth and crunchy butters. Yes. yes. And if honestly, if they made crunchy regular butter, I don't know how they would do it. I'd be in. Huh? Like, kind of like like when you get cheesy potatoes and your grandma puts croutons or chips on top kind of like that consistency something like that yeah <laughs> what if they made like a crunchy jelly i'm gonna say it man not a big jelly guy no 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 no, no 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 hold on hold on hold on <laughs> hold on <laughs> hold on now because this gets tricky i when i say i'm not a big jelly guy Mm-hmm. I don't want the people out there to hear that and be like, oh, well, he doesn't like preserves. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Because in today's day and culture, you have to make that listen evidently clear. Listen, I may be poor, but I like, I don't, jelly is for poor people. And <laughs> preserves and jams and spreads yes. are where, where I'm interested. That's where my interest lies. Could you tell me what, the difference is between a spread and a jelly. It honestly might just be the name. Okay. Um, usually, so there's a place in Detroit called Avalon Bakery mm-hmm. that um had you know bakery, but also coffee shop. It also um has makes their own jams and spreads and preserves. And 
I think a the preserves are more natural, specifically, um, mm. and less sugar and things like that. And you know me, health. Yeah. And um, and then also they have one that is um, lemon blueberry vanilla. Whoa. Yeah. And that's my that's my stuff right there. That that's where the cookie crumbles is what you're saying. That's where the cookie butter crumbles. Ah, you see how we did that? We brought that all back. That's that is what is in the industry called a callback. There. <laughs> so, I know you like when when we were in Michigan <laughs> together. You always wanted to like eat healthier. Is it easier? Do you think now in LA to eat healthier? What are we laughing at? Podcast you is so funny, dude. Oh. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, God. No, because you're good at it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's really, you're like, you're good at it. Oh, God. All I right. was just it, asking you a fucking question. Yeah, dude. For <laughs> sure. For uh, sure. Also, let me divert really quickly, even though you just told me not to. Um, Whatever. I've tried. Um, no, I and just sometimes I listen to the podcast a long time for, first time long time of, of the podcast too. And first time long time. <laughs> yeah, and uh you you get on your high horse quite a bit on this podcast. What do you mean? And you just are complaining about things that there's yeah. way worse things to complain about. Yeah. And or better things rather I guess, but Yeah. I love the enthusiasm and how you just hate a lot of things yeah. and people. Yeah. Wow. And thank you. Yeah, no problem. It's my favorite part of the podcast. It's my favorite <laughs> dynamic of the podcast. Because when you listen to it, you're like, I shouldn't be listening to this because I don't care about this situation. But then however, how listening. much hate in your heart you have about these situations <laughs> entices me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if he cares as much about it. Uh, I can't, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or a, or a, or a dig at me. It depends on what you're going for, man. Yeah. No. Anyway. Thank you. At least you listen. Thank you. No, always man. 30 episodes deep now. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you. Is that once a week? Um, when I, when I started, it was, it was definitely, uh, I was like trying to like stay on schedule, like Monday at 12 o'clock every day, every Monday. I'm a, I know that life, you know, like where you're like, I have to stick to this schedule. And then recently, it's really kind of just gotten off of a schedule. It's kind of like, hey, I want to talk to you or, hey, I have something on my mind. Let's just pick up the microphone and record. And that just kind of gives more of like a authentic feel to it, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been pretty fun, though, dude. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when we uh, when I was oh, first. I, can gonna, I, I know what you're about to say. And what? I actually just told somebody the story the other day. <laughs> Of how me and you got on a fucking podcast in the late February, and you go, "Hey, have you heard of this this little thing called Corona?" And I was like, "No," and you were like, "It's some disease over from Asia or something." And you know, why'd they name it after a beer? Why not call it Coors Light? And I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, this is hilarious. And then everybody died. People, everybody died. And then <laughs> that's the last time we were on a podcast together. So dude, uh, so I, I, I was looking through my laptop today because I was like, I remember we recorded. It was like right between right after Kobe died and then like right before COVID fucking hit. 
that's late yeah yeah in that so, little two-week window that like two yeah and i remember i was like we sat down and recorded this thing and like i had i had like made a joke out i was like alex do you know what this is yada 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 and then yeah we never released it uh okay. i mean fucking i can i can maybe Let's oh see. no i don't it doesn't matter <laughs> if you do or not i just remember that oh dude but that was gonna ask you like what the fuck we're literally near november and now this thing has literally taken over our lives. A lot yeah. of shit's happened. Can I, can I just say something here? Yeah, what's up? I don't know if the, this is not an unpopular opinion. Hmm. And it's actually to the point where I have heard a lot of people say this. It's not that crazy to say. It did, a, aside from the 200,000 plus that lost their lives, which is a good amount of people, um, it did a little bit of good for the world and the us a little bit in some ways. And I'm not saying that it's a good thing that it happened. Yeah, no. Yeah. Cause it's not. <laughs> Cause it's but not. Yeah. There is a reason that in infinity war Thanos was the protagonist that had a lot of people being like, he's right. And I'm not, <laughs> you bring this shit out of me, dude. <laughs> Like, like, I'm not like this usually. <laughs> and then I talk to you, and you're like, what's he going to say next? And then I'm like, all right, here I have to deliver. <laughs> this isn't usually my thing. But uh, anyway, uh, point is, um, to tie back to your original question of, is it easier to eat healthy or not? <laughs> or not? <laughs> Which is <laughs> really where we started just now um the real answer is like the last time i ate in michigan like regularly like last time i was in michigan regularly i was um like it was quarantine so it was really really easy to eat healthy because mm -hmm. like uh it was wake up 5 36 a.m and then some fruit and granola and then run 10 miles some point throughout the day mm -hmm. and then chicken and rice and then bed and repeat for like a month and a half straight. Right. And it was great. And hmm, hmm. there's a direction I could go here mm. that there right. obviously isn't, there isn't one in this episode whatsoever. So pick your poison folks what door do you want alex to go down number two or number you, three you sound like the joker right now you <laughs> sound <laughs> um anyway <laughs> anyway uh yeah we'll keep it nice there was there's people that the quarantine affected very negatively for their mental health mm -hmm. and you know, I guess lucky for me, or I was in a situation where it actually kind of put me in a better place and let me, and I was like in a good enough spot beforehand to focus on myself. And I was okay with that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's all I had to say on that. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then I got here and with a lot of the times every few weeks, the lack of money and, or when I do have money and all the restaurants here, it's a lot harder to eat healthier here. Mm -hmm. However, I've, I got a little bit of a grip on it. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely like a whole like culture shock moving from Michigan to LA. Like obviously you'd been there multiple Same from times. Michigan to Salt Lake city. Saw that. Right. Oh, for sure. In their own different respected ways. Um, 
I haven't really talked to you about Utah. I'm gonna ask you. A, I'm gonna ask the host a question. What's up? How's Utah? How's it been since I last <laughs> saw you? So, so to put in perspective, Alex was here. He dropped me off my first day of living here. We drove cross country. Um, bro, think- you know what's bro? We drove across the country in a day. No, literally, <laughs> <laughs> we did that. We literally left Al, uh, Lincoln Park, Michigan at like four thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah, like. So early, I got to your house. I think at like five or something like yeah. that, and we were in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Wyoming. by, by eleven thirty that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was, bro. Do you remember the joke we had about like what was it like the aerospace museum or something? And we were driving through the middle of nowhere because. Oh, so yeah. listen, people talk about driving across the country, and it's like, oh, how do you do it in a day? Because it's very possible. It's just you have to go through the middle of nothing the whole time. You have There's to cut nothing right across. Scenic. Yeah. And um, it was like, <laughs> we made some joke in like Dexter, South Dakota or something. Oh, and it was like, do you remember that one small town where the guy gave me the look at the door and didn't yeah, hold the door open for me? Yeah, because you looked like a fucking psycho that one. You had your blonde dyed hair. And Still it was do. long and you were fucking prickly and everything yeah no my face looked bad i didn't shave yeah. for three months and you you just and i those, can't grow a beard yeah and you had those red eyes so yeah i think anybody what is wait what there. huh you you had those red eyes what do you your eyes were just red because you don't sleep so like you know so <laughs> on that subject um monday afternoon yeah or monday morning rather i woke up Mm-hmm. and had hives all over my body yeah you sent me a picture and uh it's because for like a little over three and a half four weeks straight there like i worked for 12 days in a row mm-hmm. and then it was also like worked worked and then was also doing creative stuff and then also then the next two weeks after that like i worked like four or five days a week mm-hmm. and then also did a bunch of cre- whatever and was drinking too much coffee and then i went to palm springs which is dry as fuck mm-hmm. and shot a music video and then got back and was drinking more coffee and still wasn't sleeping and then i broke out in stress hives as well mm. recovering from that damn so the last two days i haven't really touched my computer i've just been kind of just chilling for a minute and it's the first time i've done that in a long time and uh since you moved there probably yeah, really honestly. And uh it is uh, it's it's good for me. Yes, you but you yeah, know? you have to I mean you're a go 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 guy. I try. And I think what we fail to realize is that sometimes we don't need to go 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 all the time. We really need to just take a minute to just chill the fuck out. But you don't like to chill. You're My not- version of chilling is like editing photos still yeah and like, like still looking at a blue screen for four hours that's your chill yeah yeah that's you got anyway more... that, that that airplane thing um <laughs> no go ahead go ahead i'm sorry you were talking no we were talking about driving across the country we yeah. got there in a day and then you asked me how utah was so utah's been great yeah, go ahead um it's like we said it's definitely a culture shock it's the nicest people in the world, like some of the nicest, like they're all Mormon, but they're all super, super nice. And it's a whole different thing. Like for, for instance, if you go to a bar in LA, Detroit, anywhere else except Utah, and you can order a double shot. Okay. In Utah, you can't order a double shot. They have these automatic pours that only pour the legal amount of alcohol that a person can consume at a bar. And it's fucking lame. Your drink. Yeah. So Utah is kind of like 
lame. I don't. I don't drink, by the way, yeah, everybody. No, yeah, but that's Alex, fucking lame. <laughs> Alex knows. <laughs> Alex, Alex knows. All right. So, um, in that essence, the going out thing and everything, compared to like college and everything, is completely different. And I like it more because it's given me more time to myself. Like we just said, you know, like I enjoy being able to just sit at a laptop, produce, make mixes, whatever it may be, make podcasts and stuff. And that, in a sense, has has made me love what I do creatively more. Yeah. Um, in Michigan, I always felt like I had to kind of keep up with this like non-existent expectation. And here it's kind of just like put it out when you want. And there's no routine. Like there's nothing to be worried about. I, like the, the people that are were around me, I always thought I had to impress. But yeah. you know, like I don't. You know, and you know, you know that you, you're you're. I learned that from you, really, because you, since I've met you, you've put out some of the most obscure things on the internet, and some of the most crazy, <laughs> some of the most, and I mean the best way. <laughs> some of the most just crazy shit and it's like you don't give a fuck if people look at it or not you just put it out because you thought it was good yeah i yeah the slogan is we make the worst shit imaginable <laughs> and <laughs> bro what is obscure that's the first time that anybody's used that word for me yeah. and i re <coughs> really appreciate it because your mind is such a fucking weird thing because like yeah but you're like, just think of the conversations that we had in in the car ride across the country. You know, like we it's just me and you have this full range of plethora of conversation topics that we can yeah. talk about. And not a lot of people can. So when I say obscure, it's just like I like like you Good, said. Hey, way to way to diss the other seven billion people in the world <laughs> just now. That was really sick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Do you ever look at like the old videos that you used to post on YouTube and like critique yourself harshly. I don't look at the, I can't do it anymore. No, because I've like, actually tiger, you know, tiger a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Just, Shout out tiger. Sister. We were watching, they were, I was at work yesterday and they were watching like some of my old videos from like 2018. I was doing that stuff every day when I was here in LA and you came out. Um, those videos are like objectively bad because there's no story to them. And they're like, I'm like kind of nervous and like trying too hard on this and this, but one second, <clears throat> a short story for anybody who doesn't know. I, uh, I got really into Casey Neistat in 2016 who did like the daily vlog thing. And then it took me two years. And then eventually I saved up enough, un saved up enough money to move to Los Angeles and, uh, uh moved here for two months or move here for two months rather, and then made a video every single day on the daily vlog type thing. But then I realized I didn't like the daily vlog thing because I hate that format, mm -hmm. but I wanted to hold myself to the everyday thing. And those videos are really bad. And those videos are like, there's no reason to watch them if, unless you like know me and want to make fun of me. <laughs> and the thing is though, is like, there's like 60 something and those made me so much better at video editing and so good at video editing. So two months later when you were like, Hey, come to Grand Rapids and shoot this thing for me and this and this, and it's the third one we did, but like, that's the craziest, like how most yeah. highly edited one. And that's just all learned from two months of just forcing yourself to do it every day. Yeah. And not even on video editing. It's like just how you're talking about with the schedule. Like there's two months of every day being like, I have to do this and I have to do this as best as I can. Mm -hmm. And every single day. 
and that kind of I, I think that's very like formative to how I act now mm-hmm. or how I carry myself now because it's like even if the product's not good that hustle it was or is or whatever is there to like keep going and going yeah and uh yeah I, I guess that's the whole thing but you yeah fa- you 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 fall not in love but like you're you in love with like the hustle you want to keep going for that hustle like like you said the product doesn't have to be great but that feeling of working your ass off to put shit out is a great feeling yeah something yeah something that in the last like two three months because i've been here since june but like not until like late july august september i really really grew up a lot and like really matured a lot like you know like on all that side of things and i uh really really understand or think i understand compared to having no idea at least like what it takes to like make it in some kind of creative fashion now and all it is is just head down and work and focus until something breaks your way and then you utilize that and do the best you can with that until you don't have it anymore and then on to the next thing and then use that for the next thing and this and this and this and this and this and And it becomes a whole different game and who you know and what you can do for them and this and this and this and 80 percent of creative success is not has nothing to do with creativity Mm. and because it's a lot of people out there who are really talented that nobody knows about. Meanwhile, Rich the Kid is making records. <laughs> no, legit, like Lil Pump. Seriously. And, like right. Like so it's yeah. like who you know, who you like fall in line with and who you get around you. And yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's – I guess it's hard to kind of – when people ask, you know, like, well, how do you get into these situations? Well, how do you get – uh people holding Enzo like the magazine in their hands how do you get in those situations I mean you're not really going out and like looking for them are you would you say you're like you're chasing certain I'm, things so I am thinking about this now I'm gonna use this example but I'm not gonna detail it just in case I get sued for it yeah um in sh- even if you put this out on Monday I'm not 100% yet mm-hmm. but so point is there's a person of notoriety that I recently got creatively involved with that um liked the magazine they found him and his people found it on our instagram and like like kind of recruited us to come do some creative stuff for them and that's what you're referencing when you say like certain people holding the magazine and stuff and no the goal was never for this person or anybody specifically to find it It, 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 like there's no specific goal of like oh i need this person or this person this person to like find what i'm doing and there's no real trajectory or proper plan on how to do it and for me what just happened with that situation which like i guess you could call it like my first big like situation like fucking that. huge dude it is yeah um when people see who that person is they're gonna be like what the fuck yeah 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 um point is is like like that is a byproduct like mm-hmm. that person him like being interested in like holding the magazine or this or this is a byproduct of a whole bunch of hard work and my own trajectory going forward mm-hmm. that that sprung off of. And yeah, I, you, nobody can see it cause it's audio, but ideally it's like this straight line of just, or not even, but this line and force that I am of uh-huh. creative and off the side of it, this little sprung thing that yeah. 
is that event. And that's not the biggest deal. And that's not the goal. And that's not anything. It's just something that also happened. And I, that's where I got to kind of keep my head at because like, if I'm like, Oh, holy shit, this is crazy. Like whatever. Like I'm going to tell everybody about it and this and this, it's like, okay, well that's your cap. That's your ceiling. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You've decided that that's what you're doing this for. And Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this for that guy to be, interested in what i'm doing i'm doing this for me to be that guy well said yes 100 you know? it's it's just a little side it's a little side bit to reinforce that you're doing a good job and that yeah what your what your vision is is automatic it's somehow working uh not not just because that person has seen it or held it but you know okay if this person's interested that means other people are going to be interested like 100 percent. it's just and- reinforcement to anybody who's like our age, younger, older, who like whatever, like in a point of making stuff and it's like, I don't really know where to go or how to get noticed or this or this or this. And this is not me speaking from any point of real success. Like I'm still mm-hmm. broke, dude. Like I'm not like, yeah, for sure, whatever. But it's like, um, from and it, how to get people to notice you or this or this, like for me personally, how this happened was just like, I just kept making stuff that I specifically myself thought was cool. And that this team of people mm-hmm. because it wasn't him it was a team of people yeah found me and my friends and who the people i make stuff with and reached out and was like hey we think you're cool whatever so they're always looking they're always trying always to, yeah. they're always trying to watch for young talent and i obviously being in la has like some help with that and that's why i moved out here mm-hmm. and uh you know like Whatever, because like if I was in Michigan and they found us, it's like okay, hey, can you be here on Wednesday? And it's exactly. like exactly, exactly, and they're lo- and it lose interest, and right. that's the thing in the industry. It's it's about impulsivity, like and people it, and everybody except for like four people in the world is replaceable, and mm-hmm. they don't need us. They don't need us. They could give a fuck. Yeah, they need what they need is somebody to fill a young, hungry, creative kid role, and there's. 500,000 of them. In this yeah. And if one burns out, the next one steps in. It's just hundred percent. So mm-hmm. with, okay. So with Enzo, uh, you started it in 2017. It kind of 2017, 18 ish kind of thing. But honestly, that magazine you're holding the first magazine was just yeah. June of last year. Okay. Um, in short, it was like, it's the shortest story imaginable late 2017 because, okay, I'm a, I'm going to try to do this short, but whatever. No, I love it. After, graduated high school 2015. After high, well, can you just say who I was in <laughs> 2015 or 16? Uh, when I first met Alex, he was the fattest kid I had <laughs> ever met in my life. <laughs> no bullshit, guys. Like, fat. He'll be the first one to tell you. Fat. Yeah, no, actually, Nico will be the first one to tell you. I'll be the second. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so... I kind of didn't have any direction and I didn't go to college right out of high school. That's a terrible magazine you're holding. I need to get you number four, bro. I have one downstairs for, I'll send it to Please. you like soon. Thank you. Anyway, uh, that shipping thing's been such a fucking nightmare because oh, Corona. Anyway. Um, anyway, so dude, four is so much better than three and three is great. Anyway. Yeah. Um, point is, uh, I got out of high school and didn't have any real direction. Didn't know what I was doing. This, 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 whatever. And then end of 15 or 16, maybe I kind of like made stupid little movies with my friends, like on my iPhone on an app called splice, like editing video together, Yeah, just another version of iMovie. And then it was like summer 2016 
right around my birthday that I was like, oh, like I don't have to be a piece of shit. Like <laughs> I can like do productive things. Cool. And uh, did anything specifically like hit you to like make you realize that? It was a mix of Casey Neistat videos, corny. Here's the thing. The story is very corny and like a lot of things that a lot of people find like, like, oh, dude, seriously, but it's worked for me. So Mm -hmm. that's a lot of Casey Neistat videos uh, and just like his work ethic and messaging and stuff like that. I was like a pretty big Tyler fan at the time, but like the music was cool but the interviews is what really got me and just who he was as a person and casey was like the hard work and the drive and this and this and tyler was like oh you can do anything Mm -hmm. and then i had that for a while and then also just movies and interviews and this and with whoever i liked Mm -hmm. and then started losing weight around end of 16 beginning 17 and middle 16 is when i met you right around then right before i started losing weight june of 2016 yeah 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 2017 happens i was in los angeles for four days with my dad and uh flower boy was coming out and that's wow. when i was like oh tyler is like god yeah that's and then it's weird because like i don't know if i'm allowed to but i like three on the tyler golf thing like three years ago like i was like such a big fanboy of this shit mm-hmm. and then um kind of 18 19 i got off it a little bit more and then i was kind of like off like the fanboyish of it but like still like you know he was like a really good artist and who i really like and everything and now i'm in a situation where like i know a lot of the people in that circle yeah and like it's cool but anyway um fuck yeah <clears throat> point is um so i meet so 2017 middle 2017 i get a call from you while i was in los angeles on like whatever fucking freeway and i was like hey can i come can you come do this video for me at the color run and i was like cool (laughs) um yeah sounds good because the year before i was like yeah dude i'm a videographer photographer whatever and i had never i didn't own a camera at that time it was just my iphone (laughs) you were the only one i knew yeah so i did it it turned out fine like it's not bad it's good for like what it is it's a classic video dude yeah it really is you ever rewatch it just go fuck dude that was such a fun day like but the video hard to feel my face when i watch that video man the fucking seizing right before the drop (laughs) dude like oh i love it bro it's all i knew how to do i love it and then um i wanted to do videography and photography and then i hadn't taken photos of anybody (laughs) and it's like and then end of 17, it was randomly I had these, like, I started shooting film photos as well then. And uh, it was this pair, pair of white converse I had where I started drawing, like, just drawing yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. And I drew a triangle next to a circle. And I was like, oh, that kind of looks like a fish. Cool. Put a little face on it, whatever. Just kept drawing that on my clothes for, like, two, three months. People kept being like, oh, are you going to, like, make clothes? Are you going to? No, 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 no. And this is Michigan where I didn't know that everybody and their fucking mom in the world was making T-shirts yet. And um, so... I was like, yeah, cool. I'll make t-shirts. And then turned out I really liked the doing the video and photo promotion around it. And that was May of 2018. Cool. Did some more in September. And that see that yeah, you have it. That's the original 2017 sample shit. That's really bad. But that's actually kind of fire now. Anyway. It really is fire, dude. Um anyway, and then I was like, oh, I really like doing the video pro- photo promotion around this. And then out at the end of 17, I was like, oh or 18 rather, I was like, oh, like this has no meaning. And this is just another fucking t-shirt brand that everybody has that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. And there's nothing to grab onto or like, like 
identify with. Cool. So I'm either going to give up or give it that. Mm-hmm. Cue starting the magazine, which I had no idea how to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is needs to be clear. This is not to shit on anybody else, but it's not a zine in the sense of like, because I, uh, what I've learned in being out here is that a zine is like, a little thing you kind of self print and it's usually smaller and like shitty mm-hmm. quality, but it's like, here's your little ideas and it's yeah. great. And it's great for like young artists to show off what they do. And this is a proper magazine, a real magazine. Yeah. And like every They're gorgeous. We, They're gorgeous. We, ha- we have our own publishing company now. Um, Hell yeah, dude. And uh, it's like proper magazine format and this, and they are made really well and I lost money on it for a while because like they needed to be made really well. And then first one happened June, second one, October, third one, this March, this past March and fourth one, just last July and nothing from March or July has shipped yet, but it's about to within the next couple of days actually, which fuck yeah. And finally, and um, yeah. So uh, over the course of last year, I was out here for a month randomly. I got lucky and a friend was moving out here. Let me stay with him for a minute and met like four or five different people. And within a month. Cause I just kind of said yes to everything. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me go here and here and here and here and here. And now I have like a good group of friends out here who I live with five of them and five creative fucking guys. Yeah. And others who I don't live with. Like I was just in Palm Springs shooting a music video for this kid. Who's like one of my like better friends out here. His name's Sora. You'd really like him. Cool. And uh, he's about to put this project out under like big management and this and this and this. And it's like, things are happening now because sure. I gave a fuck and just kept trying and I kept pushing. Yeah. Like how I say that first magazine is like terrible. It is, but it needed to happen to get to where I'm at now. Yeah. And not even saying now is like, great. It's just like way better than that first one. And, but you, I think a lot of the, a lot of times creative people will stop themselves in the um, starting process of like, to make something because they think it's going to be bad. And then once they get over it, they make something and it's bad because of course it is because the first time you try anything, you're going to be bad at it. Right. And then they're like, well, fuck like I, <laughs> what I and then they just give up. Right. And when you accept that your first thing and first 10 and first 50 and first hundred things you make are not going to be good and you're eventually going to get there. That's when you're like, Oh, Right. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, because you need one. You need the first to compare to the second, and so on and so forth. You need something Not, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. to get you going. It's gonna. It's gotta. It's gotta jumpstart it. A hundred percent. And not even to compare, but just to as a stepping stone to get to that next thing and the next thing and the next yeah. thing. And then you can look back and then compare it. Like yeah, in like ten years, and you're like oh, you can see what I was trying to do with this first one. I exactly. just didn't know how to do it yet. And but you also got to be it. proud of it in the sense. And I know and you, that's such a major point is being yeah. proud of it in the moment being like, yes. I know this isn't as good as it's going to be, but I'm really happy with how it is now. Absolutely. You got to trust in yourself and believe in yourself and, and understand that regardless of people listen to it, regardless of people look at it, whatever, like who gives a fuck if you're proud of it, own it, publish it, promote it and see where it goes. And- 100% because um, if you're not, proud of it or confident in yourself you're giving everybody else no reason to be exactly and uh i like it only works so and like i just kind of learned that like three weeks ago like Mm -hmm. and like and people can tell you that as much as you like can hear it but like you have to like just believe it yourself before and like outside validation only helps so much absolutely and um i my bit thing even though it wasn't a bit i kind of truly felt like this was always like oh like i don't 
really think what I'm doing is that great, but like, I know the ideas are there and eventually it will be. And, um, everybody and not everybody, but you and several other people told like, dude, no, this is good. Like you should like be happy about this and this and this. And I'm all, it's all any compliment. I was always just like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like you were horrible at taking. And now I'm still, still am, but it's still like, now it's just like, thank you. Like, I appreciate that, whatever. And like, it's, you know, it's just in making more and more stuff, you become more and more confident in yourself. And then something like somebody who is in, like a major person but, validates it a little bit. It's like, oh, that helps a little bit, like this and this. And it's just like finding it in yourself because outside validation, and this is to everybody for everything, not even just creative, whether it's your mental health or anything in the world ever, outside validation can only help so much. And the only thing that can really change anything is you believing it yourself. That's why the only things that you get upset when people insult you for are the things that you actually believe. Because when you, somebody insults you and it's something that's inaccurate, you're like, dude, what? No, that fuck. It just brushes right off you. Like, of course not. But something that you're already insecure about that somebody then makes fun of you for that hits because you already insecure about that so mm. the only thing the only compliments that will really register with you are the things that you already believe yourself not to be like when somebody compliments you, you should be like i know but in your head it should be like right right but also thank you like i appreciate mm-hmm. you know what i mean Do, yeah no i i feel like we've always had these type of conversations obviously just privately but do you think I really hope somebody got to this point of the podcast after the oh, first 10 minutes. Oh, they will. Oh, no, they will. because the first 10 minutes, I was, it, it was not this. Well, you told and... me to fucking just hit record, <laughs> and you said to get your raw reaction. So I was like, all right, we're going to fucking start talking about acai bowls, fucker. <laughs> A lot of what you're saying, though, comes with kind of surrounding yourself around other people who believe what you just said. Because I think where we, and yeah. this is not the trash from where we, where we came from, but where we grew up or where we went to school at, it was a very judgmental area. It's that's the craziest thing is you always hear. I think anybody who's like, even from LA, but like anybody who's not from like a major city and I'm going to use LA as major city, but think about it as New York or whatever you want to talk about. It's like, people are always like, Oh, people are so pretentious there. People are so full of themselves. People are so like Mm -hmm. mean and this, and don't get me wrong. There is that. Mm -hmm. However, the best example I have is like, where we're from in Downriver, Michigan, if somebody like wears like these weird pants that they really like, like you're gonna get made fun of because you're not wearing like a Nike hoodie and khaki <laughs> pants and like boat shoes. Right. And here, if you're wearing some weird, crazy pants that like might even objectively be be, be bad, but if you really like them mm-hmm. and people know that you really like them, nobody's gonna give you shit for it. Nobody. Because everybody's like, oh, he's on his shit and that's what his shit is. And mm-hmm. I, that's the only way you get judged out here is if you're trying to fit in. Exactly. And, and you, can tell, you can tell who those are. 100%. And that's the coolest shit to me. And um, I don't know because if you took me three years ago and put, well, you put, I was here two years ago and like for a month and it was like, I, I wasn't trying to fit in. I was just scared to meet people. And like, mm-hmm. I was, I, I was, I wasn't fully secure in myself or didn't really know what I wanted to do, like who I was yet. And I was here t- for two months and didn't talk to anybody at all and left as like a failure of a project of being mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And last year was like, I was a little more confident, but I just kind of faked it a little bit more. And it was just like, fuck, I just have to go and go and go and go and just say yes to everything and meet everybody mm-hmm. and now i'm at the point where it's like i'm very secure in myself and like everything i like i, I really do like and just 
whatever i'm rambling but it's all good <laughs> it's no, like no it's true a hundred percent and the people at home i think what it is is like it's not anybody's fault for the most part it's kind of systematic and inherent of like and this is such a niche thing to complain about because like there's real things in the world that are like problems <laughs> and this is not one but it's like but other people are going through this, like not 100%. wanting, to, not wanting so, to do something because of they're afraid of what the people they talk to are going to perceive them as. Yes. And, and that's one issue and it's valid and it's like, as soon and it's hard to get over, but as soon as you get over that and the same way you get over being scared to jump off a diving board and it's like i just just have to be myself and for me it's like wearing like a golf wang shirt in 2017 and people are like what, what the fuck are you doing and exactly. don't worry i said i know the connection says unstable but i'm but i'm still recording mine it's all good <laughs> anyway um anyway but like being yourself and just i think people are scared to try new shit or try new things rather because it's probably going to lead to either failure or judgment. And that's inevitable because the world sucks. Mm -hmm. However, if you are on your own shit and you're just like, Oh, like I need to try this new thing in order to progress in life. Like no matter what that new thing is, whether it's small or big or creative or not, you need, to, if you continue with the same shit every day, you're going to get stagnant and you're going to get sad. And that's why the quarantine was bad for a lot of people. And absolutely. Um, so yeah, said, if just, you didn't use if you didn't use COVID, you could have used COVID as one or two ways. You could have used it as, oh my God, I'm so lonely and bored and I can't do anything and blah blah blah. And you made that an excuse, which a lot of people did, and that's okay. You feel like you didn't get out of anything out of COVID this year. But I know a lot of people, including myself, who took this time and Thanks. did something for themselves, whether it may be uh, starting over in something, pursuing a, a passion project, whatever it was, dyeing your hair, like any of that shit. Like, uh, I feel like that, that's, just <laughs> I, uh, the way yeah, did it. yeah. This is the book, the try new things. A hundred percent. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little photo book I put out a little zine that I put out last year. That's zine. what that is. And, uh, so, that's okay. Anyway, but, and then the, but I think the bigger problem is like, it's not really acceptable in the world to not know exactly what you want to do. Right. And it's, it's such a fucking powerful question when people ask you, like, what do you want to do in five years? And from like, I still don't really have a stable answer to that. No, and it's me like, either. and I'm okay with that though. And I, I'm in a mindset of like, fuck you for, I, I'm in the mindset of if somebody asked me that question, I'm like, Oh, I'm probably not going to like get along with them for a long time or like right. be able to work with them or this or this. And it's like, cause then you tell them that that's, that's their expectation. They think that's what you're going to like, right. like they're like, Oh, five years from now, if you're not that you fail. Yeah. That's why I give the most vague answer. I just making stuff. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, and, um, but I think that's such a big problem is that so many people think it's not okay to like, not know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And the only way it's not okay is if you're not trying new stuff. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you want to do and you're being stagnant and not trying new stuff, now you're fucking up. But mm -hmm. if you're not, if you don't know what you want to do and it's just like, I'm trying to figure it out, bro. Like there's nothing, of course, that's everybody in the world. And most people, there's nothing wrong with it. If your dream is to be a nurse and you know exactly how to get there, go get that shit. Exactly. If you want to be an accountant and you just really fucking like math, go. But it's like, if you have creative things or like whatever, like ideas or aspirations or whatever, it's like, 
there's no set groundwork laid out for you mm-hmm. and there's no real thing to like go off of because every single case is different. And um, I think that's where it gets really scary. And like my girlfriend goes to NY and which is like big creative music school, like mm-hmm. the music school of music, like one of like the top three music schools for me. Yeah. For music. And she, uh, she just had to do this pitch and I hope she doesn't, she won't listen to this. I won't make her listen to this. And, but um, please do. She'll like, she had this, yeah, she'll get mad at me if she knows I did this, but <laughs> she had this pitch that she had to do for some class. She's a senior and she had to do this pitch of like, here's what I offer. Here's what I bring to the table. Like, here's what mm-hmm. I want to do specifically in this and this and this. And more or less, and it was like a five minute pitch. And she more or less, she said like, I want to make music. I want to have this publishing deal by this. And I have these songs by here and this and this and whatever. And, but more or less the big takeaway was I want to make music for the rest of my life. And that's my goal. And also with some creative direction and like video and this and this and had some specifics and whatever. And they told her that that was too vague. Mm-hmm. And she got like a C on the project. Mm-hmm. And she, they, she was like, why? And they were like, well, you need to like know exactly what you want to do. And it's like, when it's like the biggest creative, creative quote unquote school in the world, mm-hmm. like, or one of them, whatever, telling you that you need to know exactly what you want to do. I feel like that's a really major problem. Granted, I'm 23 and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but right. <laughs> it's like, but it's true, but it's like, I get like, and it's different for everybody, you know, like there's people who just make and make and make with, with blind, whatever. But then there's people like me where it's like, I need to set some kind of deadline for myself. Otherwise I'm not going to get anything done. But then there's also people who like, need specific things to do every single day absolutely and it's just i think that is with creative or life in general like there's not one specific way to study for a nursing exam nobody's getting mad at you for studying for it a certain way it only the results are the only thing that matters Mm -hmm. and colleges colleges at a point where like especially in creative colleges there's no like results to go off of because you're shelled in this like like arbitrary thing of college projects rather Mm -hmm. than like going to try things right it's something my girlfriend's dad told me it's like results and credentials are the only two things in the world that people give a shit about Mm -hmm. and you just need that one little in for the first one and then it's like okay cool and now you could like this big thing it's like you have credibility yes and now you can ask them about this and this and this and just keep going and that's all it is, dude. There's, I don't, I really, really strongly don't believe you need any kind of specific idea of what you want to do ever. But how, how hard was it? I mean, because when you started Enzo, it was very just you, very only you, only you. You were doing everything, you yeah, were creating, editing, uh, publishing, distributing, all of that. How, how hard was it for you to let other people in? And give that like amount of trust into them, like, hey, this is what no. we're doing. Was yeah. it hard? So that's a really good question by you. First off, wanna make it clear that in the beginning, I was yes, doing like a lot of the editing and like my ideas and this and this or whatever. That being said, it was not a one-man operation by any means. And I it was a lot of people and others like who were like specifically involved that like did a substantial amount that helped. absolutely but i i know what you mean and yes and like now 
it's weird because we're in a transitional because I've always wanted it. To, I don't want it to be an Alex thing. I want it. To, I don't want it to be like Enzo is Alex's thing. I want it to be like, oh, that's this is this is that thing that I identify with. This is mm-hmm. a thing that like I get something out of, and it's a thing. It's an entity by itself. That if you happen to know who's involved, great. If you don't, it doesn't matter. It does. Mm-hmm. I'm not the selling point, and. Which also gives me a little bit of safety of like, if I fuck up, maybe people don't get mad at me specifically. But anyway, <laughs> true. Um, it's like we're at this weird transition point because we all just moved in together in August, and like we were like in the same area in June and July, but like in together sometimes, but like it was still whatever. Kind of the for the magazine specifically. And it's this weird transitional period between then and what's coming. And right now, I for the magazine specifically, I'm kind of the steam powered train running yeah. it mm-hmm. and every and getting everybody else and managing and this and this and this. And Lee Van is doing a little formatting and stuff like that as well. And then everybody's writing articles, everybody's whatever. We're not doing submissions anymore because we don't really need to. We have enough people and enough of us. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna make it more of like a like we're characters and we like have like people like know who we are type thing inside mm-hmm. of the magazine yeah and um kind of just like following what's what's new with those characters exactly and i love and, it and um then uh because i mean I, in, okay so that's the magazine mm-hmm. i'm it's kind of what i'm in charge of mm-hmm. and everybody everybody's involved doing everything and i'm the and i'm the one st- like heading it yeah um tiger is the one that everybody is involved in a movie that we're doing and tiger's so the cool. one writing it specifically and lee band's going to direct it specifically cameron's doing all of like music scoring for things that we need anything music for um who am i forgetting i'm sorry Safir does like a lot of like extra photo stuff or like his own photos and this is all in balance with like everybody doing their own thing as well right and um Safir is doing like Oh, we need a camera just dyed his hair last night. Safir, go shoot this. Like, yeah, we just need this for the magazine. Cool. And Luke like is cooking stuff. And that's like his, because he wants to go into like culinary things. That's sick. So we build that into as much creative as possible, whether it's like, um, his cooking show that he, we just kind of got out for him. And like, he's really, he wants to like get more into video editing and this and this and this, and he's going to like make that his own thing. And then um, also writing for the magazine and he's helping with clothing design a bit as well. And then Mm -hmm. Safir is completely doing. So if I'm not as involved in that, I'm doing some of it, but not really. And then that's it. And that's, and as far as the challenge of that, it isn't because it's, this is exactly what I wanted it to be. Exactly. And, uh, the, like the challenge, the challenge was me doing more of it by myself. Cause like I needed more, pe- more people. You needed more like- people. Yeah. And you need, you need to find people. You need to think of your idea. I mean, every magazine up until four, I feel like had this certain theme that you were going towards with the merchandise and everything. That was just a lot of creative something. Yeah. 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 Something with magazine four is like, this is hilarious because nobody knows what three or four look like because fucking the USPS has fucked me uh, aggressively. But um, the first three are good and three is obviously the best out of the first three. And then was like, okay, this is like, okay, cool. And it felt like we kind of took our training wheels off in between three and four. And four was the first one that was like, 
it for it kind of felt like the first one in a way like this is what it's been trying yeah. to be the whole time yeah and and like um, to reiterate like what we said earlier you needed those first three for you to realize 100%. that four was kind of what everything you've wanted it to be and that's not putting 100%. the shame anybody who is involved between one to three at all but four, including myself yeah exactly yeah. four is kind of the 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 second genesis of enzo it's like okay yeah and in and what's hilarious is like if like maybe it's like and four is the only one that in a vacuum this substantial person that we were talking about earlier knows about and it's like oh they have this magazine and they have no idea what the last two years was or who's involved or what the failures of the last and and there hasn't even been any failures but they don't know how shitty one looks well they don't know how like you know what i'm saying can you show him at least one or two so he uh, he can see my face in it and he can ask (laughs) who's that cute kid is no, nah, it's okay. I'll just tell him you can open for him at some point. <laughs> Wait, fuck. I uh at, on a movie set. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't. Or just I, have him have him on the cast with you one day. Yeah. Guys, you know what? Cat's out of the back. He's a famous author. He writes all the Jack Ryan novels. <laughs> I forget his name, but he writes all the Jack Ryan it. novels, and he's a really nice guy. Uh, but that'll. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this episode out right away. Um, all right, for sure. It's uh, people will find out. I mean, whenever it comes out, I'll make I sure. I think Monday, but I'm not sure, depending if we're in the photos or not. Yeah, the right before election day <laughs> and all that. Yeah, and who? Like, hey, hey, Nico, who are you voting? <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I, uh, I am No, voting. no, don't fucking answer the question. I no, <laughs> just say no. you're voting and that's yeah. it. Okay. No, I yeah. have voted. I have sent my ballot Wait, can in. You, can, have you figured out how to vote? Wait, you can do that? <laughs> Literally, it's so easy. All you got to do no, is go to vote. No, like you, because oh wait, are no, 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 yeah, thanks. Are you a Utah resident? No, not yet, not yet. I um, if wait, I thought I couldn't vote because I'm a Michigan resident still. Are you serious? Yes, am I? I'm so stupid. This is not good. Dude, no. Okay. I, I am registered though. I can get this in. No, you can. You literally just yeah. Have to I can write in ballot. Jorgensen like I want to. <laughs> You could literally just fucking ask for the ballot for Michigan. Find out uh, wherever in Michigan you were registered for, and they'll send you the ballot. Oh, cool. Yeah, take, I'll, yeah. I'll get that done. It's easy. Yeah. But um, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's obviously not the, uh, the last time. And Are you wrapping me up right now? Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up right now. All right, cool. In short, I just want to say two more things. Oh, go ahead. Everybody listening. Everybody listening, I'm going to be in New York City tomorrow through November 2nd. So if you if you want to come hang out, feel free. Oh, yeah? I'll be there with my girlfriend. So keep your hands to your goddamn self. And <laughs> um, <laughs> what, the fuck? what am I talking about, dude? And uh, you know what? I Actually, it's, that's it. And once you stop recording, I want to talk to you about some stuff. Oh, cool. Anything else you want to say? How much you love me or anything? <laughs> Uh, Not publicly. All right. All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being on the show. It's We're going to continue talking after this. No, I know. Recording. I'm just going to stop recording. And okay. Th- now. <laughs>